Hey everyone, welcome to the Esports Next podcast. I am thrilled to be joining as the host for season three along with my co-hosts. We are going to be interviewing speakers, sponsors, and attendees of the Esports Trade Association Conference in Chicago. So if you're looking to understand who will be at the conference and what they're all about, tune in, come join us. Thank you for listening to Esports Next podcast, sponsored by EventPipe. EventPipe is a modern approach to event housing management. Their software helps you quickly and easily manage your event housing, allowing guests to choose from multiple hotels and room types. Wow your guests with the ease and simplicity of EventPipe. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Esports Next podcast. Today, my lovely co-host, Megan Van Petten, founder of the Esports Trade Association, and I are interviewing Mike Adessa, who is the co-founder and CTO of EventPipe, and we're going to talk all about his path to where we are today and what EventPipe has done in traditional sports, um, traditional travel, traditional events, and how that can now start to be applied in esports. Mike, thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks a lot for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So why don't you start us off, help our, help our audience understand what exactly is EventPipe and what do you offer to your clients? Sure. So, you know, at our very core, we're a software company. So we provide a SaaS solution that is really intended to help event producers generate revenue off of hotel reservations that are made when they have events. So what a lot of people don't understand or don't know, particularly if they're new to creating events, is hotels essentially have baked into their budget of sales and marketing, a commission and a rebate. And that money's really out there. It's just up for grabs, right? And, and if you're the person who drives hotel reservations, they're willing to give you a portion of that revenue. It's, it's how they market. It's, it's how they advertise. And, and that, that money is baked into you know, their overall budget for the year. What EventPipe is, is a software platform that from, you know, the, in, the entire end to end of an event life cycle allows you to organize and capture that housing revenue. So if you think about it, hey, you're, you're going to host an event, that event is going to be at, you know, some venue that you've decided it might be a hotel, it might be a convention center. What we allow you to do is create an RFP to describe your event and send it out to area hotels, negotiate that R RFP back and forth with the hotel, agree upon terms, create a digitally signed contract right in the system. As you're doing that negotiation and creating that contract, every time you agree to get a hotel, we're adding that hotel to a white labeled booking site that you can build on your own without writing any code. Once all of those terms are agreed upon, you've got your booking site, you open it up and housing begins. Now you just, you know, put the link to your, your booking site in your social, you blast it out to people. Now, as people start to make those reservations, we capture them for you for the one, two, three, 20, you know, we have some, we have some events that have a hundred hotels. Wow. Um, then as the event approaches, you know, we, we hold on to those reservations and then provide them to the hotel. Then once the event is all over, we will allow you to, in an automated fashion, send a pickup report to that hotel. 
and then ultimately invoice that hotel. So we really kind of keep the whole thing organized from end to end. And, you know, that gives you just a, a nice, easy opportunity to, you know, predict, to manage, to do all the things that you need to do to capture the, the, the housing revenue that you're entitled to when you bring an event and you bring all these customers, you know, to some city for your event. So John, it, it's, it, like, yeah. it's like people don't even know what they don't even know. So they help you book your event at a hotel and then you get paid to work with them. Yeah, right. It, it, exactly. Well, I, I think one thing that is really amazing about this, specifically in the esports space, is we're trying to figure out these sustainable business models and we're trying to create profits, especially esports teams who don't own the IP of the games that they compete in. They're they're hoping to pay all their bills through sponsorship, which rarely happens. Um, you're paying really high salaries uh, to, to pro players, and then you're paying these franchise fees to the publishers just to be able to compete. And so you're just yeah. losing money, losing money. And, and what I love about this is this is kind of an unforeseen revenue generator where these teams are producing a lot of events and this is can be very incremental to the revenue that they're bringing in. It sounds like, right? I mean, and if you and 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 there's you know there's a, there's a couple of things that you know I, I just love for your audience to know, right? Is if I'm an event producer, you know, and and I and I've talked to you know we like we have a lot of relationships with the the regional and the national sales offices of these hotels, and when they meet with event producers that are in the esports world that are you know new to hosting events or really kind of new to this business they're basically going to them and saying like, hey, why don't you do a sponsorship and give me, you know, $2,000 in prize money that I can offer as, a, as you know, the prize or $5,000 in prize money and, 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 you know, give me a good rate on hotels. Well, through, through our model where you can collect the revenue that's available from rebates and commissions, like the hotels already have that. And so if you sort of do some of that math, if you're getting $20 a room night, you, you know, multiply that by a hundred and there's your $2,000 worth of prize money. Anything you do over that, right? So, you know, if you're going to have, you know, a, a couple of hundred people at your event and they're going to stay for three nights, you're going to, you're going to triple that revenue anyway. So, right. so th that, that money that you're looking for, that you're seeking from that hotel is actually available in commissions and, and rebates. Wow. And, and it's really there, there for the taking. And then you can do, you do whatever you want with the rest of it, right? And, and right. so, you know, it really, it, obviously, it depends on the size of the event that you're going to have. But, but, but this model to get that revenue already exists. The hmm. other thing that I, that I will say is in this, in this hospitality world, esports is the market that is going to be big, is going to be big, is going to be coming, is going to be coming. And, you know, you, you go to some of these conferences and they talk about this, but, but because the, I think because the organizers don't know about this revenue, the hotels can't see that data, right? With all these other sports, right? The, 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 the stick and ball sports that have been doing this for a long time, right? Like those, those event producers, they know how this model works and, and they're using, you know, third-party housing companies, or they're using our software directly, and then we can produce pickup reports and and you know, um, it, you know, uh, economic impact reports. And so that data is there, and it's it's yeah. it's hard data. So the the hotels understand that hey, if you're going to bring a cheer event, it's this right. much revenue. If you're going to bring a soccer event, you know, and they know hey, like you know, this this stick and ball sports better than that one. But but right. but they're 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 kind of like 
hey, we don't really know. We keep hearing that that esports is the thing. We're right. just not seeing that data. Like nobody has the numbers to prove that it's it's worth getting involved. And 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 I think that's something that Eventpipe would love to help you know these event producers with to say like. Tell me about your event. How many people do you expect to have? Like, because I do think yeah. there's, I, th I think there's this notion that because it's esports, nobody's going to travel and that they can just watch the whole thing on Twitch and nobody's coming. And I think we know that's, that's really not yeah. the case, right? So, right. so it's 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 sort of time to help the event producers in this space, kind of you know provide this information to them and explain to them like how it can be done. And, you know, we're just starting to see some of that pick up. I, th I think the other thing that you see with the stick and ball sports is, you know, when they have an event that's going to be in January, they start this process in June, right? Like, you know, you're talking about, you know, getting this event ready and getting it up and running and starting to market to your people earlier. So mm -hmm. then those hotels can start to see their pickup right away. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, and, and maybe that's, you know, a, a big part of why we're trying to get involved with esports now is to really understand the life cycle of these events, right? Like we we know what a cheer event looks like. We understand that life cycle. We know what a volleyball event looks like. We, we understand that sports life cycle. So, you know, we understand those seasonalities. We're trying to learn as much as we can about esports so that we can, you know, broaden our tool set and so that we can provide more, you know, esports specific features Mm -hmm. To, you know, we, we, as much as we want to teach those esports event producers about how they can monetize their events with money that's just literally sitting there for them to grab if they know how to grab it, we also want feedback and we want to say, oh, wow, that's something that we didn't really think about. You know, he, here's how we do that. Or, you know, the other thing that we would really love to do when, when we work with um, esports, you know, really understand, okay. Let's let's talk about the hotels that are the right venues. What do they need to have? What do the ballrooms need to be like? And and let's start to create a list of of properties that are really esport friendly. And we'll start with that list. And then we can yeah. sort of, you know, combine that, you know, combine that buying power and, and combine that influence to be like, hey, you know what? There's this Wyndham in Miami and it's amazing. Okay, well, let's get on the phone with Wyndham and let's make that, you know, a preferred vendor for esports. And maybe there's things that Eventpipe and Wyndham can sponsor together to really like, you know, create like a like a like an express lane for, you know, a certain type of esports events. And that's that's what we're really looking to do is be super esports friendly and to, and to just kind of work together and, and help the, the esports event producers. I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, one dynamic that we see in esports is it's run by a lot of younger people. And there's pros and cons to every situation. I always kind of caveat this is not a, just a criticism of the esports industry, it's more recognizing a reality that you have a lot of younger people who they understand culture, they understand consumer behavior, they understand gaming technology, very digital native, great with content. But one huge pain point that this industry experiences is just a lack of professional business experience because there's no shortcut to that, right? Right. So sure. Mike, I'm guessing you're 2930 would be my guess. But before <laughs> before you had this decade of experience under your belt, um, you know, like the reason why you understand this is because through your career you experienced these pain points and with your 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 co-founders and stuff, you you built a solution, right? Sure. And here at the Esports Trade Association, one of the main things we do is we, we take people like Eventpipe who have this traditional business experience 
And then we pair you with the endemic esports industry to say, hey, learn from each other, do business better together than apart. And so I'm just really loving hearing what all that you're offering because it's such a direct value add to the esports industry itself. Um, I have one question for you here. You're the co-founder of this company. What got this idea in your head and said, we're going to found this company and we're going to run with it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to answer that. Um, and, and, and I do want to come back to, you know, the, the youth of, of the, the traditional um, esports event producer, because it's one of the things that we really embrace and, you know, trying to solve that, that you know, but let me come back to that. Um, so, you know, I come from a huge ice hockey background. I was a college hockey player. I have three brothers that were college hockey players. My father was a division one ice hockey coach and an NHL scout who, you know, my father won the national championship in 1985 as an ice hockey coach. So hockey was a thing that we did all the time. Um, as my father got older, my brother and I were like, in all honesty, looking for something to keep him busy as you know, he was retired. Yeah. And um, there's this huge ice hockey tournament that's been run in Massachusetts since, you know, the early seventies called hockey night in Boston. And Hockey Night in Boston, you know, back in the old days, it started as a radio show and a media company. And then they started to have this, you know, four-team all-star tournament that would be loaded with, you know, NHL draftees and Division I prospects. And some of the first coaches were college coaches. And, you know, the third or fourth year of Hockey Night in Boston, my father was the head coach at Holy Cross and was one of the coaches. So he'd been involved in this, this tournament forever. Um, you know, the 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 tournament became for sale. And so we purchased it and we decided to run it as a business to give my father something to do and to lend mm -hmm. our hockey, you know, credibility to it, you know, having, you know, uh, my, you know, my father was kind of iconic in the sport for a long time, give him something to do, keep him happy, let him have his nostalgic hockey tournament. And so we, we spent some time on that event producer side of things. And one of the things that you come, you know, to, to start to look at is how do we cut costs? How do we generate more revenue? And as a former hockey player, but also as somebody who not, I'm not 30, I just turned oh. 50, spent 25 years as a software engineer. What can we do with technology to cut costs and to increase revenue? And our, our, our initial foray into that was, you know, we built a hockey, uh, an in-tournament experience app that acted as, you know, profiles and news and scores and scheduling and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it allowed us to, to cut a lot of costs around ticketing and costs around, you know, printing programs and really helped us cut labor because we weren't, you know, producing rosters that were printed and schedules that were printed. And, you know, so, so that was, you know, a, a, a real success. And then the, the next question became, okay, well, what do we do next? Um, my, my brother, who had been a college hockey player at Western Michigan, had a teammate. His teammate had run an event housing company for a long time. And he had said, you know, the software that people use is old. Um, it wasn't really designed to do this. That's and, pretty common too. <laughs> yeah. And so, so this software is, you know, in, in this industry, this software looks old. It's a little bit clunky, like it's been evolving, you know? And, and so when that happens, you know, you start to build 
you know, you start to build cruft on top of your product, right? And, you know, legacy, you start building legacy code that you're going to throw. So what he basically said is there's a real opportunity here if you build this from the ground up for what it's meant to be. And I know of a very large event housing company that is looking into building their own software. Maybe I can make an introduction and, you know, you guys can talk to them and see what they want to do. And we did talk to them and, you know, this really, um, just really delightful um, uh, pair of, of, you know, female owners, you know, co- you know owners, co-founders, like two of one of, you know, just unbelievable entrepreneurs, um, Serena Andrews Higdon and April Laframbrosia, um, they ran Team Travel Source. Uh, that's, the, that's the name of the company. And they do a ton of cheer events and a ton of volleyball events and a lot of hockey events and just absolutely delightful, wonderful partners. And they were like, hey, would you build us a custom software solution? And mm. I said, yeah, I would never do that. And like, I, you know, I don't want to build you proprietary software and be the CTO at your company. But mm. let me explain to you what SaaS is. And, you know, we could maybe be partners in a, in, in a SaaS company. And, and, yeah. and, and that's what we decided to do. So we went down that path. Um, you know, Team Travel Source is probably the, you know, I, I think they're the biggest company in the industry. Um, you know, they yeah. are really like a top-notch service company. Um, and so they allowed us to design the software to be enterprise grade. If you can handle their load, you can handle anybody's load. Mm-hmm. And so from there, you know, now, now we've really tried to, you know, continue to work kind of down market and, and make it so that it's, you know, yeah, it can be, it can be used to run their business that has 75 employees, but it can also be run, you know, it can also be used to run, you know, a, a one man shop to, to cut down on, on, you know, the, the overhead of, phone calls and emails and spreadsheets and, you know, all of the things, you know, you, you, you talk to some of these e-sport e- event producers and they're like, oh yeah, all I do is pick up the phone and call a million hotels and ask them if they'll give me a deal and ask them if they'll give me a, a sponsorship check. Well, you know, again, you, if, if you go back to that, the description of the product, right, you start off with an RFP, you negotiate that RFP, you create a contract, you manage your inventory, you have a book, it does it, you know, in kind of, you know, one sort of seamless, easy chain that makes it a, a lot easier to manage. Right. But, but but that's kind of the origin story. And, you know, we, we built the original version of the product in like seven months. Um, you know, we opened it and it was it ran in a private beta with with Team Travel Source only for about a year. And mm-hmm. then we launched it at, at the Connect conference, you know, a, a year from its initial launch. And it's been, you know, hammered down and, and all systems are go since then. And it's it's been a lot of fun. They, they've been an unbelievable partner. Um, I can't say enough good things about them. And um, you know, they really helped us understand the business and, and, and made sure that the software works for, you know, customers of all shapes and sizes. I like the software. We were, we had left the train. Um, so we already had, it, the train left the station. We already had our hotel, yep. but we weren't in a contract yet. And yeah. when I met your team. Okay. And um, so they, that was one of the first things that they said was, did you sign your hotel contract yet? Like, <laughs> As a matter of fact, we, we haven't, why? Yeah. And that's what surprised me the most about your company and why I talked to Tim and said, Tim, you should come in as a gold sponsor because yeah. you're going to be here for a while. The service, the humanity behind the technology was what, I mean, I liked the technology. It's robust. You can come to register for our event you can join as a member, you can grab a jersey, you know, you can buy some product, you can give a donation all in the splash page. I've never been able to do that. 
you know, great. But they also helped me negotiate the contract. And I, I'm an OG. I've been doing events forever. Yeah. And, you know, like they caught like some of the silliest things. It was Patricia. She goes, Meg, I'm thinking this is so it was so great. Just an example of working with you guys. She's Meg, I'm thinking, do you realize you have a hundred um, or you have like almost a hundred percent of your rooms are doubles? Wouldn't you like some cool Kings? Isn't this a, you know, average of 34 to 42 age. And I was like, yeah, yeah. who wants yeah. two Queens? Especially you know? for the chairman, you know, probably a, a really. Uh, You've got two Queens. Room. I'm sorry, John. No, just ah, again, no, but- <laughs> one day. Isn't that an example of above and beyond? And I know it's simple, but still, um, yeah. that is just a small, you know, part of the the huge services that y- y'all provided. And, you know, so we're using Event Pipe for our event and I'm bragging out about the team and the customer care. Yeah, I mean, I, I really appreciate you saying that. It's It's nice that you noticed, I mean, like Patty Driscoll is going to be an absolute superstar. Um, You know, she is uniquely talented and for it's unbelievable for someone her age, like she seems many, many decades older and just in terms of her experience, um, her unbelievable calm, her ability to really like get to, you know, you know, particularly, and and not that this happens a lot, but, you know, if there's an issue, she's able to like really cut through, understand what the issue is, reassure a customer that it's going to be taken care of. She she really understands people. So when you really understand the business and you really understand people, it's just this amazing blend. And like you said, I mean, here's a recommendation that you might not think of. And, And in a lot of cases with events, particularly in this kind of sports model, right? People almost always want doubles. So it's a little bit easier to get King. So this, you want this thing that in some cases is perceived as a detriment and in other cases it's perceived as an upgrade and understanding the difference between the events and, and when to know, Hey, you could actually get Kings here and do a little better. Um, or, you know, there might be more available. Those are the kind of things that, you know, having that, that industry experience and knowledge, um, you know, really makes a difference Um, with, with respect to the rest of the event pipe team. You know, I will say that um, I left my you know previous company almost four years ago now, and our CFO, uh, our CTO was my former CFO at Modus. Our chief product officer was my you know former product manager at Modus. We have a product manager that we brought with us from Modus. Our new marketing lead came. So it's a lot of people who have worked together at another company that, that was a, a very successful company. And we kind of really understand how to work together. Yeah. So because we have that sort of communication and shorthand, everybody just knows how to do their own thing. And, and we all we really have to focus on is the the goal that we're trying to achieve at the company and not how do I work with this guy or how do I communicate or how, because we, we kind of, that, that stuff is all secondhand. So then, you know, you do that, then you, you know, you come to find the other talented people like, you know, Patty who, who runs our customer success, or, you know, there's this woman, Angela Forte, who runs our quality assurance. Like, you know, we, we've really gotten this team together of people who understand how to work together, who have, 
just, you know, incredibly high emotional IQ. It's, it's like, it's barely like work, you know, like my, you know, it's, it's so much fun running this company and, you know, being together and, and, you know, and, and again, then we come to discover something as exciting as esports. It, it's really, you know, kind of a dream come true for me working here. That's incredible. I, I think it cannot be overstated how important it is who you work with even more so than what you do. Uh, Megan has to work with me and I get to work with <laughs> Megan. That's typically how that goes. Um, we have so much fun, actually. I don't do. know how each year I'm like, you want to do another year? And he's like, let's do another year. <laughs> I always ask him like at the second drink or something. You, know? <laughs> you ask me at the conference specifically. Like at the, the, every year? Like when we're reaping what we've sown and everything yeah. is awesome and we're uh, cheersing. So like, do another year? And, he, <laughs> and I, get, I, I get the videographers over. <laughs> I get it on video. That's right. No, sales situation. Um, let me take you back here. Um, like you, you mentioned embracing the, the youth of the esports producer. Um, share a little bit about how you, how you guys are doing that. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, well, uh, uh, you know, when, when you look at some of the traditional sports events producers, you know, a lot of them are, you know, guys who love the sport and maybe they, you know, they yeah. started their, you know, they started their, you know, it's a baseball coach sitting on a bucket in the basement, you know, like pulling stuff together, right? Like yep. calling their old college buddies. And, you know, they're, they tend to be older. They tend to be a little bit more old school. Mm -hmm. The hotel industry from a technology perspective is a little bit old school, right? Like the, there's, sure. there's, there's no such thing as a one size fits all model of dealing with hotel technology. And, te and, and hotels are one of those industries that have been really, you know, really kind of crushed by COVID. Um, they're, they're, they still haven't quite bounced back. Like, I'm not sure how many hotels you guys have stayed in recently, but sometimes there's one person who checks you in and makes your bed and makes your breakfast. And then, you know, that person quits and they lose, you know, a third of a third of the staff or whatever. Right. So, so, right. you know, you, you kind of have these, these, you know, event producers who are a little bit old school. You have this technology that's a little bit old school and you have that, like, this is how I do it. Cause this is how I've always done it. And I'm resistant to anything different. Right. Well, when you get these young, you know, generally pretty well-educated event producers, they're sophisticated and they live in technology. Right. It's a lot easier to kind of bring it to them and say like, mm -hmm. hey, That's I good. know that you're used to calling hotels or emailing hotels. We'll make it easy for you. Right. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you, you, you love technology. You're all, you're already, and, and, you know, again, we, and, and I'm not going to say I'm, I'm expert on this. And, and, you know, that's, you know, a big part of why we got involved with this conference is to learn more about the community. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, you know, when we went to, um, you know, uh, esports teams and some of those other conventions, we talked to so many people who are a one man shop who did the whole thing and they were just trying to, you know, learn and learn. And well, having those people who are so young and they're willing to basically try anything that will make it easier, make it go faster. Sure. If we can help you and sort of take the hotel part of it and getting the spot, you know, replace getting the sponsor with, with, you know, using your, your hotel revenue for the prize money. It's a wow. big chunk that you can just take off their plate. Then they yeah. can focus on the rest of the event. They can focus on, you know, building the teams and building the competition and, and what, whatever the other sort of ancillary events that they're going to have, outside of the competition or the show, you know, we, we want to be able to take the stuff off their plate. And I think when you've got somebody who's a little bit younger 
they know that they don't know everything. So they're, they, you know, they don't have this sort of like old school pride where like, I'll just figure it out on my own. Yeah, they're right. willing to ask questions and they're, you know, they're, 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 they're eager to learn how they can do things better. And it's, it's sort of like you said, right? Like you can't just snap your fingers and give somebody 10 years of experience. Yeah. Right. But, you know, you ask Patty Driscoll a couple of questions and you don't need that experience. We'll hand that to you on a, on a silver platter. So I think that's why we really embrace the youth of the esports event producer because they're you know they're used to technology they want to use tools that make their life easier it's just it's a completely different mindset and you know they'll be heard right if they come to us and they say I love your software but you know it would be you know for this wouldn't just help me but this would help other other esports events you need this great yeah. like let's talk about that and like let's build that feature set into what we're doing I love that. And I'm excited that you're coming to the conference um, in August in Chicago. Um, <clears throat> and like we've been saying here, the, the, the profitability and the revenue for these esports teams um, and for tournaments in general is really, really tough. And so I would just urge, you know, any team, any esports organizer who is listening to this, come to the conference, connect with Mike learn how your job not can not only can be easier and require less bandwidth, but how you can provide another revenue stream to your business as we work to develop uh, these business models. Uh, Mike, why don't you tell us, because um, there may be some, pe some groups that may not be obvious, who are all the different types of groups that are relevant to your business so sure. that you can kind of put a call out to those people to, to attend and, and meet you in Chicago? Yeah, sure. I mean, a, a, again, you know, a, the majority of our customers are either event producers themselves, particularly if they're larger, um, you know, third party housing companies who work with event producers. And, you know, like, like one of the big names in, in, um, you know, in, in housing in esports is Andromeda Consulting and, uh, and like almost everybody that we talk to at some of these conventions knows Eddie Chang. Eddie's recently become one of our customers. So he's starting to, okay. you know, so, so some people who are using him may, you know, be using our software without even knowing it as, as he starts to yeah. add more and more of his customers. Um, you know, and he's such a great guy, like a really thoughtful individual who's, you know, has a ton of experience in the industry. Um, you know, anybody who is, you know, involved in any kind of association who has events, you know, though, though, you know, we're starting to do more and more associations and, you know, national governing bodies, you know, um, college sports teams. I mean, esports are getting so big at the high school and the college level. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're really trying to get in um, tight with some of the, you know, the states so that we can help them, you know, do their housing for, you know, the state tournaments and, and the national tournaments. Um, but really anybody who's, who's doing any kind of event at all, and, you know, they plan to have people travel to their event, you know, it, it, it's really like a very nice, very natural fit. And, you know, we try really hard to make it easy and, you know, like not, not, and, and not to make this a commercial for event pipe, cause that's not what I want to do, but, um, it's very low cost, right? Like we don't have, we don't have a big startup fee, right? We, we really do sort of a transaction based pay as you go. So anybody who's using our service can really sign up for free, try it out for one event. And if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't really cost you anything. You know, yeah. it, we don't hit you over the head with like a $5,000 setup fee. And, you know, the, like, like you guys, you know, experienced, you know, you have an event coming up 
as part of our onboarding. Like we'll, we'll do the first event for you. We'll make it really, really easy. And then, you know, we sort of do this, we'll do the first one for you. And, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, the more work we do for you, like we might take a little bit of that revenue back to cover Patty's time, but you know, you do it once you do it twice and you say, Hey, I'm ready to do this on my own. And then, you you know, the revenue is all yours. So, you know, we, we really try to make it really, really work for the, for the um, event producers. And, and again, like I said, I mean, we, we, we want people to try it. We, esports is such an important industry, you know, it's, it's such an important vertical. And so many people are excited about it. Like, you know, the hotels are excited. You know, the, the, the venues are excited. I mean, every time you pick up, you know, a magazine or, you know, I don't, I don't even pick up a magazine, but like, you know, like I, 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 when I click on the Boston Globe app every morning, I think of that as like picking up a magazine, but you see a story about, you know, esports venues being built all over the country, right? right. Like the, the yeah. amounts of money that are being invested. So we really want to work, you know, closely with these esports event producers to, to understand their business and to really help them out. And, you know, we're, we, we're flexible with pricing models of, you know, for a way that works for them too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you're talking, I have all these people I know um, popping into my head who I'm sure um, could absolutely use your services. Um, and so what I'm hearing, even if you're uh, doing stuff outside of esports, you know, um, it, we have a lot of uh, people from different CVBs and uh, we've got some um, other groups like that who are attending that um, if you've got an event and there's a hotel involved, you know, let's get you connected to Mike and event pipe. And I'll just say too, you know, I'm also not about making our podcast episodes commercials, but what we are about is providing value to the community. And so I love hearing all about what you're doing and how you're doing it, because I see such a tremendous value that's really going to help this uh, revenue-starved industry, you know, drive some of that, make events easier and make them more profitable. So, you know, what, yeah, you know it, that, that's a good point that you just mentioned. And one, one more thing, Mike. Yeah. If the event is, say, 20 to 200,000. I'm giving a range on purpose. What kind of check can you think that, you know, you do your budget, you, you make your plan, you call event pipe. If it's 2000 or I'm sorry, if it's 20,000, is it around 2k for your check? Is it around that 10%? Yeah. So, so the, the way to think about it really is, and again, these are very, very round numbers, right? But, sure. you know, if, if you have a hotel, you know, you have a hotel room, you know, you can essentially take the rate of that hotel room and multiply it somewhere between 10 and 20% of the cost of that, you know, the rate of that hotel room is available in commission and, and rebate money. And, it, you know, so you can sort of think of that 20%, you know, it's, it's a sliding scale and it depends on okay. the property and it depends on whether it's, you know, franchise owned or whatever. So anywhere from 10 to 20% of the rate of a hotel room night is what is potentially available. So, you know, if it's, you know, $200 per room night and, and, and then you got to think, okay, well, how many attendees do we have? How many nights are they going to stay? Sure. And then you can kind of get an idea of, yeah, it's like, it could be, you know, anywhere from 20 to $50 per reservation. If it's, you know, it's, so you just kind of do that math on the back of the napkin and, and that's really how you can figure it out. 
and it, you know it, it the 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 commission rates vary by hotel chain and you know some of them are a little bit more rebate friendly than others and some of them might give you a little bit higher commission or a little bit less of a rebate and there, there's just all sorts of things that are you know negotiable in terms of commissions you know hey i, I you know in, in, i'm i'm going to bring you i'm i'm going to ask you for 500 room nights uh, three, three nights. And, you know, I want to make sure that you're going to do free breakfast or, you know, like yeah. th there's all kinds of things like that, that you can, you can work in that add value to your event and let you kind of provide a, a custom tailored hotel stay. And, you know, like you may do two separate RFPs because you want like a downtown version at really high end hotels and maybe something that's a little more, more outskirt because, you know, you're also going to have some people who are a little bit more price sensitive. So you want to have like slightly lower rates. It, it, that, that's really the thing. So, you know, you can kind of do that, say somewhere between 10 and 20% per room night is available to be split up between, you know, the, the, the event producer and the housing company. And in often cases, you know, an event producer with their own IATA number can be both, can get both now, pieces. And of that. John, this is what I love. Cause if you're hearing this, so I'm going to just break this down how everyone wins. He's partnered with hotel ambassadors, right? Then he, event pipe. And then the more you contract, the more event pipe makes and the more the event planner makes. But we're also partnered with the hotels. So this has to be everybody wins. Yeah, correct. And that is what I'm really hearing about this company that I love. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was hearing too, is it, it's not just fantastic for the organizers themselves, but it's also fantastic for the hotels yeah. as well. Um, and we love that. Well, Mike, we are so excited to have you as part of the Esports Trade Association and to have you at our conference in Chicago, uh, August 20th through 22nd. Anything um, else that we left out? How, how can people contact you? How can people get in contact um, if they're not attending the conference or, you know, just to kind of butter you up before the event? Yeah, I mean, so, so you know, anybody who wants to see the software and wants to get a demo, they can reach us at eventpipe.com, you know, go to our website and, you know, you can fill out a request for a demo. Um, you know, we have a very attentive sales team, some, you know, really great people there. You know, if, if you're, you know, if you're not interested in, in purchasing our software, but you just still want to learn about housing, like come and have a meeting with us. You know, if, if, if you are attending, you know, again, we're not, we're not a big hard sell, you know, and, and, you know, we're, you know, one of the reasons that we're so excited about coming to your conference is because we want to have that opportunity to talk to people. And if, you know, and, and again, the, 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 the flip side to that, you know, youthful, uh, event producer is, you know, sometimes they're a little bit less about conversations in person. So, you know, we really, you know, we, we really are, are, you know, we want to let people be able to let their guard down. You know, we're, we're super friendly. Um, you know, we want to hear from them. You know, we, we want to, you know, we want them to share with us problems that they're also trying to solve. Maybe that are adjacent to housing that we haven't really thought of, or, you know, other things that we can do that are less in the housing vertical and more in the esports horizontal. To, to maybe help them make their life easier. You know, like, like we're really, you know, we're, we're, we're building this product. We, you know, there, are, we have competitors who are out there and like, in all honesty, maybe just understanding housing a little better. Somebody might come and talk to us and be like, wow, that's really great. But I'm going to look at your competitor's product and that's more for me. And like, Hey, if that's what you want to do, like go for it. This money is out there. 
right? And and it's like you guys said, the event producer benefits, the hotel benefits, and you know the the it's it's really a win win. Like that money is there. We we want people to get it, and 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 we want to build those relationships with hotels. And you know, one of the other great things about esports is people want esports attendees to stay at their hotel. It's not like hockey teams who bring their smelly hockey bags and put them in the bathtubs, <laughs> and you know, soccer teams that are kicking soccer balls everywhere. It's like esports are a very attractive crowd. So you know, hotels are like hotels are dying to get their hands around this market and, and really understand and to, you know, start looking into the things that they need to do to be more esport friendly. They just want to see the data and know that it's worth their investment, right? They, they really want to be part of the win, 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 you know? I love that. Well, Mike, I so appreciate you joining us. Uh, Megan, thank you so much for being uh, the lovely co-host yet again for this episode. And uh, once again, for our listeners, please reach out to Mike, uh, reach out to him on LinkedIn, reach out to uh, eventpipe.com. And we look forward to seeing you all in Chicago, August 20th through 22nd. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me.